How many of you golfers out there know why you play the golf ball that you play? What is the reason that you choose to play that particular golf ball? Was it because you were on the tee box and your buddy tossed it to you and said, hey man, hit this? Did you find it in the rough? Did you buy a box of golf balls because the color yellow was calling to you and you thought, hey, this would be really easy to find no matter where I hit it? All of those reasons have been reasons that I've played a golf ball before. So I believe that many golfers, much like myself, have experienced you know, similar situations. But in today's podcast, I'm going to cover the ins and outs of a golf ball, what the different constructions mean, what type of golf ball is going to best suit your different playing styles, and hopefully help you find the perfect golf ball to help get your game on track and have you shooting lower scores in no time. What's going on, everybody? This is Jake with the Rough Golf Podcast. Welcome to episode number 16. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being interested in golf balls, the anatomy of golf balls, and what it could mean for your game if you get this piece of equipment, and golf balls are equipment, if you get that piece of equipment right. Now, we're going to unpack the layers of golf ball. Okay, Everything good has layers. You know, layer cake, oatmeal cream pies, those kinds of things. Everything, I'm, I always bring everything back to food, Maybe probably because I'm pretty hungry right now, but... Everything good has layers, and golf balls are no exception. So we're going to start from the outside with the cover and work our way in. Now, there are really two types of golf ball covers, although there's a third that's been added to the mix, but it's it's kind of a, a technicality, okay? Now, there's an ionomer, I hope I've said that correctly, a serline, and a urethane cover. Now, technically, Serline is a brand name of an ionomer that's manufactured by the DuPont company. But many different companies identify Serline as an independent cover type. So in today's podcast, I'm going to recognize it as an independent cover type. So we're going to cover those three, and those are the ones that we're going to speak about. Now, starting with ionomer, you will find the ionomer cover, which is a polymer, on your cheaper golf balls. It's often harder, much harder than urethane, and uh, it's it's definitely more durable. But you find these on your cheaper golf balls. You know, Strixon Softfeel is going to have an ionomer-based cover. So that is going to be the, uh, the white portion of the golf ball, or the yellow, or the colored portion on the outermost portion of the golf ball is what we are calling the cover. Now, the next type of cover is a Serline cover. Again, it's an ionomer, but it's branded it's and, and named by DuPont, so we're going to recognize that as a, a separate cover. Now, that is also used on less expensive golf balls. A good example would be the Encore Avant 55 uses the Serline cover, and then I believe the Callaway Supersoft also uses a Serline cover. So those types of covers are... Uh, made for your entry level, your beginner golf balls. They're um, relatively inexpensive to manufacture. Therefore, they keep the cost of the golf ball less expensive, which is what we want when we're rough golfers because we're all on a budget and we have to save that money. Golf can get costly, but ionomer-based and serline-based golf balls 
are often more budget friendly. Now, urethane is a polymer that's used to cover more premium golf balls. Urethane has a softer uh, feel to it. It is a softer cover, so it's not going to be as durable as those serline or ionomer covers, which are a harder material because you're going to be beating on the golf ball when you're hitting it with your driver and your wedges and your irons and all that stuff and smacking trees and stuff. So urethane will wear faster just based on the makeup of that polymer. Now it does offer better control, spin, and feel than the ionomer and the serline covers. So you have to take that into consideration, but you could be sacrificing distance and forgiveness if you are going for that urethane ball and you don't meet some other qualifications, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast. So those are the three main cover types that you are going to encounter when you purchase your golf balls off of the shelf. You know, you've got the ionomer and the serline covers, which are essentially the same thing, and then the urethane covered balls, okay? So those are the two big differences, and you need to know which one's gonna better suit your game, okay? Now, moving to the core. The core is basically a wide variety of synthetic rubbers. Each company is going to have their own different core recipes. Some of them use bits of metal mixed into the core. Others will use a resin that's a proprietary resin that's mixed into the core. So there's all these different type of core makeups. There used to be cores that were made up of liquid. You don't see that as much anymore uh, with the technological advancements of the um, different types of cores in golf balls, you're not going to see as many liquid cores as you once would. So we're not going to really deal with liquid cores because that's not something you're going to encounter very often when you go to purchase your box of golf balls off of the you know Walmart shelf or Amazon or wherever. So synthetic rubber, different mixes inside the synthetic rubber, that's going to make up the core of the golf ball. Now we've discussed the outer cover and the core of a golf ball. So you know the materials that you're dealing with on the outside and the materials that you're dealing with on the inside. Now we have to break the golf ball down into the layers, okay? There are, are technically five different types of layered golf balls, and they just go from one piece, two piece, three piece, four piece, five piece. Kind of sounds like a Dr. Seuss book, but the one piece golf balls are the type of golf balls you would get at like a a putt-putt or a mini putt or whatever you want to call it. They're just they're rock hard and they're not really meant to play the game of golf out on a course, but for putt-putt or mini golf, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be cheap, super cheap and uh, very, very durable. So they last a long time, perfect for that type of business, but not something you'd want to take out on the golf course. It would not benefit your game and will probably break uh, some of your equipment in the process trying to play that ball. So these are one-piece golf balls. Now, two-piece is going to be your first entry-level offering of the golf ball. You're going to see uh, a lot of two-piece offerings on um, Amazon and, uh, you know, like the Walmart shelves or Target shelves as budget offerings. They're going to be $20 or below most of the time. Some of them can crest $22, $23 on those softer-feeling two-piece balls, and we'll get into that in just a minute as well. Those are going to be your entry-level golf balls. Now, two-piece golf balls are almost always covered in the ionomer or serline covers with a synthetic rubber core. That's a solid synthetic rubber core. So the two-piece construction is the outer cover 
in the inner solid core. That's what you're getting, okay? Now, you will have two different ball types in that same two-piece construction. Think about if you've ever played a top flight, which is, which is aimed at getting maximum distance, okay, but it's hard as a rock, versus a softer feel like the Strix and Soft feel or the Encore Avant 55, which has a much lower compression. It's a much softer feeling ball, even though it has that surline cover and it's an entry-level ball uh, aimed at people who have a slower swing speed. Now, these two-piece balls are aimed at high handicap players who are trying to promote distance and accuracy above all else. So distance and straight flight. That's what these balls are aimed at. Okay, That's what they're trying to get you out of the box. Now, you sacrifice spin and control. You're not going to be able to work this ball as much. You're not going to be able to get it spin in the greens as much as you'd like to see. Like There's professionals on television that can hit the ball and it has that nice backspin. You're not going to get that out of these uh, two-piece golf balls. Even a golf ball with a softer feel to it is still not going to give you that same responsiveness, that same re receptiveness on the green, in and around the greens that you're going to get uh, from a two-piece golf ball. You're just not going to have that. You're going to have to move into a three-piece or higher to experience that. So this ball is good for um, beginner golfers, high handicappers, players who have not learned to control spin really well or have not really put a lot of effort into learning workability, like like intentionally trying to fade or draw the ball, that's what these balls are going to benefit. And then uh, on on a, another kind of like caveat to that, and then also these balls will benefit senior players if they're going for the, the soft feel version of these two-piece balls that have lower compression. They're going to feel a lot better in the wintertime when you're, when you're hitting them. It's not going to feel like hard as a rock. And a lot of players respond very well to that soft feel that those um, two-piece low-compression golf balls uh, offer. So uh, just be aware that spin and workability are definitely a sacrifice when it comes to the two-piece design, but a huge benefit, especially for beginner players, is distance and straight flight. You're going to see better results with that two-piece ball than you would if you were to move into a three-piece or higher. Okay, so three-piece golf balls. Now, uh, three-piece golf balls start with the cover. Typically, when you jump into a three-piece golf ball, you're starting to scratch the surface of that kind of like entry-level tour ball or tour-style ball. They often always come with a urethane cover, and that urethane cover is going to give you a huge jump in spin and control around the greens, which is a big benefit to those mid-handicap players. So this is where you're, you're jumping out of the high handicap level and you're going into the mid-handicap level of, say, a 10 to a 20, and you want to start working uh, with spin some more. You want to try to work the ball a little bit. You're getting a little bit better in your consistency when you're striking the ball off of the tee, all of that type of stuff. Then you want to start looking at a three-piece ball. So we have the urethane cover. Then we have a mantle, which is normally a thinner layer, like perimeter weighting or things like that, that will add to the technology of the ball. And then you have that synthetic rubber core. So that makes up most of your three-piece balls. Now, benefits of the three-piece ball is that you're going to get a lot more control and spin with the ball and workability out of it. You're starting to get into a higher class of ball, 
So your skills have to be a little bit better in order to reap the maximum benefits out of this ball. Now another benefit to this three-piece construction is that it's often right there between a budget-level ball and a super expensive tour-level ball. So, so it wouldn't necessarily break the bank paying for a three-piece golf ball. So that's another good thing to this. You're kind of getting the 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 tour level quality of the golf ball and being able to do a lot of things that you can with the tour level ball, but you're not having to pay for the tour level ball, which, I mean, everybody likes that, especially us rough golfers. We don't want to spend big bucks on golf balls. Now, because this ball has additional layers, the compression rating goes up. So you really have to have a good, strong swing speed to be able to get the maximum benefit from this ball. If you are a, a senior player that has a, a slow swing or you're a beginner player that's really trying to get into the groove of golf, then you don't need to spring for these balls. They probably are not going to be the best choice for you because they're going to cost you a lot of money and you're not going to get the benefits because you don't have the power to compress the ball. You know, in some cases, a beginner golfer, it could just be accuracy and the actual function of your swing. In some cases, for senior players, it can just be physical limitations that uh, uh, you're dealing with that don't allow you to compress the ball um, and get the benefit of uh, compressing that fully and the distance that comes with that in your game. So uh, you may want to stay away from that. But this would be a good choice for those mid-handicap players that have broken that 20 handicap barrier and are into uh, you know mid-teens, low-teens, something like that for their handicap. You're going to start to be able to work this ball, get some spin, get the benefits. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Now, the urethane cover. It's not as durable as those ionomers and the serling covers that you've been playing before, so be prepared to get some nicks and scuffs on this ball, and it's just not going to last you as long as those uh, harder cover golf balls did, because it's not designed to, okay? It's designed to provide maximum spin control and feel at the cost of durability, so be aware of that. And one interesting fact you may not know is that the Titleist Pro V1 is actually a three-piece golf ball. Even though it commands four- and five-piece golf ball prices, it's played by a ton of players out on the tour, and it's probably what many people would consider the gold standard when it comes to testing for that type of golf ball. Now, moving on to four- and five-piece golf balls. So this is where we're getting into the true tour status tour level whatever you want to call it all the boxes say that same thing like tour experience golf ball or tour premium golf ball or whatever whatever advertising they're spitting at you they are all aimed at these four and five piece golf balls now i like to call four and five piece golf balls technology golf balls because there's a lot of tech believe it or not in adding the different layers that helps promote different areas of your game and you can benefit from it. So a lot of people with super high swing speeds, like 105 miles an hour and up, want the four-piece golf ball because of the compression and what the, the layering offers them, which is less spin off of the driver, which everybody should want. Because you don't want spin on a driver, it does very bad things to your tee shots. But more spin off of the wedges and in and around the green, which is what you want. So there's actually some technology in changing the cores and adding more cores to a golf ball because it creates different ball characteristics on different parts of the game, which is really 
really pretty cool. I like that. You know, that's that's pretty interesting. Now, the extra cores and the harder compression are going to make that ball feel firmer. So the softness that you would say feel from like a two-piece soft feel golf ball going to a four-piece is going to be a huge change. You are definitely going to feel that. I mean, a two-piece can even, like soft feel, can sometimes feel squishy under a wedge shot or, or an iron shot or something like that. Um, and then you move to a four-piece and it feels totally different. There's a lot more rigidity there to the ball, a lot more substance when you hit it. So it's going to feel uh, pretty different and unique from what you may have experienced. Now, obviously the three-piece golf ball sits right in the middle there. Uh, right now for my game, I really enjoyed the three-piece golf ball. It seems to suit me best. I like the feel and the playability of it. Now, the four-piece, given the extra cores, harder compression, firmer feel, could put some people off, and you really need to have a high swing speed to play these balls. My average swing speed is probably at the minimum is 105, so I have the swing speed to play a four-piece golf ball, but is it necessarily the best golf ball for my game? We'll keep working on that, and maybe you will find your answer to your game within that as well. Now, the extra cores are supposed to offer that low spin off the driver, high spin in the wedges. Well, if you are not careful, then you are going to have to combat uh, excessive spin and uh, you know lack of control if you're one of those mid-handicap golfers or high-handicap golfers wanting to play a four-piece golf ball or a five-piece golf ball. You need to be prepared that it could it could hinder your game because if you hit a bad tee shot and get that thing a spinning, you could be you know a fairway or two over, or you could lose distance because you don't have the swing speed to actually compress the ball to get it to shoot off of that driver club face and have it meet its appropriate distance. So you've got to take that into consideration, and if you're playing a four-piece ball right now, you maybe want to stop and think if it's the best ball for you. Now, the only five-piece ball that's out there that I'm aware of, and you know, you guys may have heard of another one, is the T TaylorMade TP5 and TP5X. Now, these balls are like at the top of technology as far as trying to offer players that four-piece kind of tour-level response and workability and control, but give it the softness that those players miss from moving that moving on up the chain from the two-piece and the three-piece balls into the four-piece balls. So that's a lot of thought, a lot of R&D went into creating that specific type of feel that you get from the TP5 and the uh, the benefits that you get from a four-piece ball. So that's that's pretty cool to see that, uh, you, you know, they can manipulate the different materials within that ball and the different layering and create an entirely new feel at uh, you know what would be a premium or a top-of-the-line uh, ball for spin control and workability. So, so definitely that is another thing to consider. Now, these balls, these four- and five-piece balls, are aimed at your scratch golfers, your low-handicap golfers, uh, who really can control spin and get the distance out of the ball because they've got the swing speeds to match it. Now, another thing to consider is that these are often the most expensive balls on the market because of all the layering, the expensive production process, the research and development that has gone into these balls. So you're shelling out 40 and 50 bucks for a dozen golf balls, and it, they really may not benefit your game. Even at the scratch level, that's still a lot of money you have to shell out. You know, Hopefully you're playing in competitions and, and maybe winning some gift cards or something to be able to pay for that type of golf ball, but 
But as a, a beginner or an amateur golfer, you know, I definitely would not jump and, and go and buy these golf balls to play regularly, okay? It's just not going to benefit your game that way. Now, which one, I guess the big question that is on everybody's mind is, well, which one should I be playing given all that? Well, two-piece golf balls, excellent for beginners, okay? If I was just starting out in the game of golf, um, and I wanted to, you know, pick a golf ball that I wanted to play consistently, then I would go for a two-piece golf ball and uh, rock that one until I could consistently, until I could consistently swing the club. I've got a, a swing that I've developed, and I can get around the course without losing a ton of golf balls, and, you know, you're actually playing golf where you can keep up the pace of play and everything. So, once you've moved from that and, and you've got the basics down, you're you know making it from tee to green and you're not posting 12s or 15s on your scorecard, you're doing all that, then you can start to look into a three-piece golf ball. That's where I'm at now. Even after decades of playing golf, I've been playing since I was three. It's the first time I picked up a club and I've been actively playing golf all that time till now, which is, man, that's almost 30 years ago. Holy cow. And I found that a three-piece golf ball best suits my game. Now, I'm a mid-handicapper, around 16 currently, and I get enough benefit out of the three-piece that I don't see any reason to jump to a four- or five-piece at this time. In the future, maybe. I don't know. But if the Pro V1's a three-piece and tons of tour pros are playing that, then maybe three-piece is where it's at. You know, Maybe four- and five-piece are just... It's putting too much too much stuff into the ball to really uh, reap the benefits. I don't know. Some people, so a mid-handicapper or average golfer, consistent golfer, I'd say a three-piece would be a good choice to look at. And especially that urethane cover, you're going to see a big jump going to that three-piece urethane cover golf ball than you will sticking with a two-piece. Now, four- and five-piece golf balls, who should play them? Low, low handicapper, scratch golfers, really people who can actively strike the ball very well. They're not dealing with a ton of lost golf balls. They're not dealing with big duck hooks or slices or anything like that. They need and want that spin and control in and around the green. These golfers are really solid, and they will get all of the benefits out of those golf balls, making the high price tag justified in their case. Now, one caveat to all this. Guys, if you are a beginner golfer and you want to go pay $50 for a dozen golf balls and play a five-piece TP5 or whatever, then do that. I don't want to stop you from doing that. I'm just trying to explain that that may be a waste of money and really a hindrance to your game starting out because you're just not going to get the benefits. So just keep that in mind when you go out there and choose the next golf ball for your game. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating or review. It really helps out the podcast, and I would definitely appreciate it. No matter what you choose out there on the golf course, go out there, have some fun, try a, a bunch of different golf balls. Maybe your buddies are playing different brands, and you can bum one off of them and, and give it a try and see if it benefits your game. You know, Put this into action. That's where you're going to find out what suits your game best. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging.